Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited today. Today was one of those rare days where I actually had multiple people that I got a chance to sit down with and record an episode of the podcast, and I'm sitting in front of Michael Day. Michael Day is the founder of Day Vision Films. He's a young man coming up here in the Northwest Arkansas area that's making his mark slowly but surely as a cinematographer and he was he entrusted his first short film not first short film but he entrusted his most recent short film with me focus he actually sent me the link on youtube and i was like wow he really trusts me to do this and not put it out there and share it with the world which i didn't do i honored that but i really appreciated you know him just saying yeah you know i'd love to share with you what i'm doing and my wife and i sat down and watched this short we'll talk about more about that later but 
This is a young man that, that's coming up and doing some great things and just wanted to sit down with him here today on the podcast and learn a little bit more about what he's doing. So Michael, without further ado, yes. how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for even having me on your platform. Oh, no, yeah, not I'm a problem. excited. Not a problem. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who Michael Day is? I know you're from the center of the state, but why don't you came up here to go to school, but why don't you give us your superhero origin story and tell us a little bit about you? Mike Day. So the best way I can explain it, Mike Day came from the ghetto, from the hood, of course, but he came in the best circumstances, a two parent household. I'm the oldest of four. Our family is like tight. So anything I do or anything my brothers do, you know, my parents are usually full support as long as we get that education. Right. You know, so coming up here, it was a bit of a challenge because one, I've never been more than an hour outside of my parents' supervision, mm-hmm. you know, unless I'm going on a camp trip or I got a basketball tournament or something like that. So it was really a challenge for me to come up here. I went to Henderson State at first, stayed there a couple years, came up to Arkansas looking to be the best journalist person I can be. Right. You know, right. so in that, I had to learn the camera. I had to learn how to edit. And in that time frame, I had a thing for sports. Like I knew I couldn't play anymore, but I really <laughs> love football and basketball. And so I took this job at the school, you know, as a video production assistant. Okay. And at the same time, I'm also interning for news stations. I'm also taking classes about video. And one day I just knew I fell in love with film. Right. Particularly when the Mike Brown thing happened. In Ferguson. Yeah, in Ferguson. And I got into a heated debate with my professor about how to angle the story or how to tell it. And I knew I didn't want to do news anymore, but I did know that I wanted to tell, you know, the black story from the black perspective. And so I took a class that taught me how to do PSAs and commercials. And that's when I told myself, okay, I I want to do film for the rest of my life. Okay. And so that was in 2015. Fast forward to 2019. Now we've done several, several, several music videos. We've done a few commercials for up and coming businesses. And we've done two short films, one documentary and one actual short film. Very proud of us. Which was focused. Right. Okay, good. No, I love that. So, well, certainly, you know, we need more black filmmakers out there. We need more filmmakers, period. Because I mean, telling stories is important. And if you're not going to write, I think the next best thing to do is to tell a story through video. We'll see. We'll see people. I don't know if people know, but when it comes to video, there's a lot of writing. There's a lot of pre-production. There's a lot of, you know, how do I want to attack this story? And being a small business right now is just me. Or back then when I wrote Back the Block, it was me and I was collaborating. So I did all the writing, did all the directing, most of the money came out of my pocket. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, it was a lot of writing. And so when we came, even doing focus, I did want to say about 90% of the writing. Only reason I don't say a hundred completely is because the main character was a black woman and I, I'm not a black woman. So I had to get my wife input. I had to get one of my friends who's also a news reporter. I had to get her input. Shout out to my wife and shout out to uh, my dear friend, Febin. And so they really molded what that main character would look like. And so I'll take 90% of it. But honestly, you know, my wife and 
our dear friend really helped out. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, yeah, that, you know, I know it takes a village to raise a child. It probably takes a village to build a movie and, and to do a movie. Yes. And so. I was in the middle of doing both when, yeah. when we did focus. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Well, so tell me about just, you know, I understand the arc of how you've gotten here and, and what you're hoping to do. What was your experience like at the U of A and, and what else do you credit the U of A for giving you from a filmmaker perspective? Learning how to organize my time. So as I said earlier, I had a part-time job. I actually had two part-time jobs. I had an internship and then I had classwork. And I want to say about 70% of that revolved around video production. Mm-hmm. So it was really important early on to organize and figure out what projects you want to do, what projects you don't. Because if you say yes to everything, you'll have no time to be creative. You're just going in and working. And so I really credit the U of A for doing that. I also credit the U of A for me as an African-American just going out there and doing it. You know, the typical story in the classroom, you're probably the only one. There may be two. I was fortunate to have probably two or three other African-American classmates in there. And so we will always work together. We will always, you know, give each other feedback. We will always critique each other simply because we knew we knew why we were here mm-hmm. and we just had that instant connection. Yeah. And so I really credit the U of A for not only organizing, but me as a black man just saying, you know what, go for it because right. they're either going to say yes or no. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I think if you knock on enough doors, somebody's eventually going to open it. Right. Up, not so. not everyone will say no. Yeah. And I'm struggling. I'm still struggling with that today, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning every day. Someone is at least interested. You know, best example would be, you know, just giving you, you know, focus saying, hey, you know, just take a look at this and see where it goes. And now we're here. So, right. You right. know, one door will say yes, and that's all you need. Yeah, no. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that because, like I said, I, I'm connecting with a lot of people. There are a couple of ways that I'm developing the list of guests that are on this podcast. One mm-hmm. is I'm just looking for everyday folks that right. make Northwest Arkansas what it is. And that would include you. That would include me and just about everybody that I come in contact with. But I've also found that just you know online through social media, there's a, there's a great way to connect with people, which is how we connected. I also, like, I just met with somebody else earlier today and recorded a podcast episode. And one of the things I asked him was, who would you recommend that I reach out to that might be perfect for this podcast? And of course, they had names for me and you need to call this person. And, you know, they may take a while to get back to you, but trust me, when you catch up with them, it's all good. Oh, when we, oh, when when we're done with this episode, I got a list for you. I have (laughs) a list. That's good. That's good. Well, I, I certainly will take that. So from the artistic perspective, and you know, I'm certainly going to date myself now, but I remember She's Got to Have It. I remember Do the Right Thing. I mean, these are the hallmarks of of black cinematography. I mean, of course, Spike Lee. Spike Lee, I went to Howard University, so Spike Lee used to come up on our campus all the time. He was a Morehouse man. Everybody can't get into Howard, so that's okay. (laughs) No dig on Morehouse. but And that's like an inside joke. But the, the bottom line is, you know, he was very like, for instance, Spike Lee was very proud of the black, historically black college experience, which is why he did school days. Right. And if you look at all of his movies, they all have some type of, you know, message in them. And so I would be curious to know, and I'm going way back now, because certainly you, I don't know that you were even born when, when Do the Right Thing, when um, school days came out in 1988. Yeah. I got from my parents had five years later. There you go. <laughs> so, Okay. And I'm now I'm dating myself, but but oh, no. I, the reason why I'm asking the question is because you know we've had 
more and more, like Spike paved the way for black filmmakers. And more and more people nowadays have the opportunity to make great films without any of the challenges that we're running into in the past. But who's been your inspiration for doing the films that you're doing and also the ones that, that are still up in your head that have yet to be created? Let me think, because Spike Lee was actually, Do the Right Thing was the ultimate reason. I was like, before I move on with my life, I'm going to make a film. Yeah. I don't have to be a filmmaker, but I'm going to write a script. I'm going to do something. And I took African-Americans in film and Spike Lee was like a whole three chapters. <laughs> and, th- and that's how important, you know, Spike Lee was. I, I remember watching Do the Right Thing, Malcolm X, and she, she got to have it. Yeah. And so watching him studying how he does things, like even the best example I could think of off the top of my head <laughs> is like when you look down, you know, you're showing who's in charge and when you. No, you're showing who's inferior in the situation. And then when you look up at the camera, you're showing you're in the position as the viewer on who you're looking at, which is the boss. And so, you know, even small things like that, I took into consideration for a lot of things when doing film. And so I want to give big credit to Spike Lee. Ice Cube is definitely tied for first simply because he makes music with with his movies and a lot of those a lot of his movies, while they don't pertain the heaviness as much as a Spike Lee film would, mm-hmm. it still contains a message, you know, even if something that's Friday, you know, pay your $200 right. or yeah, exactly. you know, something may happen. Well, you know, and it's so funny because you, I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of times people look at Ice Cube and they think of like NWA and all of that, mm-hmm. but, and they kind of make him one dimensional, but he was actually a really, he is a really talented individual, period, end of story. Now, the key thing was that what people don't realize is that he was still part of NWA when he had already started writing Friday. Yeah. And he had this idea for this movie that he wanted to write, which has become an iconic comedy. And it's hilarious. It features Ice Cube. He stars in it along with Chris Tucker and- Rest uh, in the, peace, John Witherspoon. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the late John Witherspoon and so many others. And a lot of people have, have seen it. And, and a lot of people who, who have, haven't seen it, have used a lot of the colloquialism in there, like by Felicia. By, little do they know. <laughs> right, exactly. And they don't know. By Felicia came from Ice Cube and that, and people get that, hear that all the time. And so I think it's interesting when you see that. And there, there's so many other, you know, directors that have been inspirational in terms of what they've been able to do. The guy that directed 12 Years a Slave. And I mean, it goes on and on. And his name is escaping me right now, but I know it. Ryan Coogler, is that his name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the one who did Black Panther and what is the movie that makes me cry? (laughs) The Oscar Grant story, uh, Fruitvale Station. Fruitvale Station, yeah, that's a good movie. That, yeah. I don't cry much during movies, but that movie, I had to like take a, I had to take a step back. Yeah. Only because yeah. how real it was. And so Michael Jordan was Michael was B. Jordan that. did yeah, that. Yes. Did that. Yeah, absolutely. He was really, really good in that. So yeah, no, there are a ton of really good movies out there that are not just inspiring, but you know, they talk about the human condition in a way that really makes you think about it. And see, I think the nicest part about it is that you just like you said, like a viewer isn't looking at it as a black and white thing. Right. They're looking at it as a human thing. Exactly. And then they leave the theater with a different perspective so that you know, God forbid another situation happens, instead of taking it one approach, you can show compassion and sympathy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's huge. I mean, I think movies, I mean, you know, if nothing else, if you're not going to, you know, get outside of your own little area, 
maybe watching enough movies will give you some perspective on things. Certainly reading can help, but we all know that a lot of people don't read a lot. But watching movies, hey, most of us have Netflix. That won't go away. Yeah. Well, most of us have Netflix. And so I certainly encourage you to dig deep in mixing up the variety of movies that you watch because uh, you'd be surprised how you can be impacted by something as simple as even a short. I've been impacted by short films that Pixar did. So, you know, I mean, it, absolutely, yeah, anything is possible. So what is next for you now that you're, you know, you, you've got this short film under your belt? I mean, what are you hoping to accomplish? I mean, it's a lot of work even to just put a short film on. So and you're like, yes. you're yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> I'm of <work."> exhausted. <laughs> yeah. So, so what is next for Michael Day? What do you want to do with your ability to tell stories in film? So moving forward, still, obviously, do short films. That's I think that will be that's my lane. That will be the number one thing that I want to do. But I also like to make music. I like to make hip hop music that addresses issues in the African-American community. So Mm -hmm. usually what I'll do is if I'm not writing a film, I'm literally writing lyrics for an album. And then I'll take take that, come up with creative music videos that do the same thing a short film would just in three or four minutes. Right. That way I could just keep the flow going, keep the creativity going. So I'm looking to do that. I'm actually done writing the album at this point. I just have to record it, mix it, and send it off to iTunes. And then from there, talk to the team that I have about what video do we want to do. And I usually like to do something around Black History Month. That is when I like to do something, but I may make an exception to the rule, especially now that I'm a father now. So Maybe even do something for Father's Day and highlight Black fathers, you know? Yeah, that's um, awesome. Creativity is really endless, I believe. Yeah. No, it's funny that you mention that because, you know, when I think about, I mean, we're, I'm definitely older than you and, you know. If I can't I, tell. If I, yeah. If I had been, <laughs> thank you very much. If I had been your age and I had was inclined to do a, an album or anything like that, I mean, do you imagine the amount of work that I would have had to put in to do that? I mean, you just so you, just so you understand, nowadays- the democratization of the internet has changed everything. everything. Yeah. I mean, literally, I mean, I've seen stuff that's shot on an iPhone that looks amazing. Great. And so nowadays there's, re- and I guess I'm saying all this to say that, and especially to anyone listening that's still on the sidelines that, you know, you haven't even gotten enough gumption like Michael has to step out and get behind a camera and start shooting something that you have a film in your heart that you have a song or an album, you know, in your head, you need to get it out and put it out there because there is no excuse nowadays. Right. The only excuse you have is the one you come up with. Yeah. And I really believe that. I think my first, my first several projects were on the iPhone iPhone 5? Yeah. I think yeah. I had the iPhone 5 or yeah. iPhone 6. And back in the day, that was a big deal. Yeah. Now you look at the iPhone 11 and the, and and the it's, camera it's on like, it. Whoa, it's just, like, it's crazy. That's the only reason why I will upgrade my phone, but <laughs> nah, I'm not going to do it. Not this time. Right. Yeah, right, I'm going right. to hold well, yeah. off. <laughs> a- a- Apple doesn't need more of your money. so No, it's, they it's, don't. It, it is all good. So, no, I love that though, because I think that is, there's always, people always say, yeah, but. And I say, get the butts out. I mean, don't worry about right. it. Just go out and do it. And you certainly did it with focus and, you know, you're kind of moving forward. Now, your website, Day Vision Films, you have a number of shorts on there as well as like commercials and a number of other things. Did, you know, I'd just be curious to know what, what are you hoping to accomplish with that website? And 
you know, if people want to connect with you to have them either to either bounce some ideas off of you in terms of what they're trying to film or to even hire you to do that? How do people connect with you now to do that? So social media is a big tool. Mm -hmm. And so I often use Facebook and Instagram if you're looking to contact me. And the reason why Day Vision Films is up is honestly, it costs a lot of money to make a short film. Yeah. You know, 20, what I think that movie was 23, 24 minutes. I think I spent at least, I spent some money. I won't even put a number on it. I spent some money. (laughs) And so, you know, if clients want a video, that's how I'm going to pay for the film. You know, merchandise is also there as well. And I know I'm looking at this hoodie. You got yes, focus on there. So. Yes. Yes. You have to promote your own brand. Right. Hashtag focus short, short film. So yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll it's, put all that on the show notes so people know how to connect with you. And I will share your Instagram and Facebook and everything else that you have. We'll put that all on the show notes so people know how to kind of reach out to you and connect. Awesome. With you, yes. So. I appreciate that. But yeah. yeah, honestly, you know, you find me on social media and I'm not hard to find. I love to spread the knowledge too. I think that's the that's the blessing about having other human beings around you, yeah. especially when I meet another black person. It's just like, hey, I want to know how to do photography. I want to know how to do video. Oh, you do? Oh, right. Come on. Let's meet. Let's, Let's meet, meet at Starbucks, seven o'clock. <laughs> I got all I have all these notes. You can have them, yeah. you know, and just pass yeah. that information that I don't want to say I didn't have because it was some people that helped me along the way. But I feel like I had to figure a lot out. Right. You know, right. and yeah. so if I can avoid that for the next person, I'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. No, and it's it's so funny you mentioned that because, I mean, I think, you know, for me, as when I go back east, and I've said that before, and, and I talk to people and, and they're like, well, I didn't realize there were a lot of black people in Northwest Arkansas. And I'm like, well, yeah, there actually are. And I say that part of the reason why I did this podcast is because I really want to encourage other people of, of all walks to come, all races to come. To Northwest Arkansas. I think this is a very diverse area. It's getting more diverse by the day. Absolutely. With 32.2 net new people a day, you've got people from all walks of life that are coming here and making this place even better. And so I am, it's just for me, it's one of those things where I'm trying to let people know, hey, you may have never stepped foot in Northwest Arkansas, but I, I guarantee you, you come here and visit for even a short, a weekend, you'll be like, wow, I, I, I never knew. Yeah, I stay, I stay two and a half hours from Fayetteville literally my entire life. I think I came up here twice for basketball tournaments. So, really? of course, you know, being at the U of A, I was like, oh, this is cool. But when I moved <laughs> up here for school, I was like, wait a minute. Like, wait a minute. And even even in the five, six years I've been here, it's changed so much. Oh, absolutely. But, but for the better. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I encourage people to come come up here or down here or over here, over too. Over here, yeah, <laughs> wherever. I mean, well, you know, you, you, you say that because you think about Walmart, um, J.B. Hunt, Tyson, they're all recruiting people from all over the country every day to come to Northwest Arkansas. And sometimes people are like, well, I don't know if I want to come here. I mean, we had Jazzy J NWA on and they were talking about when I think it was uh, Jasmine, when she was talking originally about coming here, she was like, I don't want to come to Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. And then she came and she saw it and she stayed and, you know, she came for the job, but stayed for the the culture and the experience that they're having. And, and I, I like, I love just watching them because they're just, they're owning it, right? I mean, they're like some of my thing. favorite people in right. Northwest Arkansas, actually. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. always. And if you haven't, if you don't know who we're talking about, just go to Instagram and look up Jazzy J NWA. Yes. We'll, we'll, uh, 
but they are everywhere. I don't everywhere. care. It doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, they're not, they don't just go to black events. They go to every they event. They are everywhere. They went to a, um, they have the, that annual squirrel event where they go and I don't know if they ate squirrel, but they actually went I think to it that was, event. I think it was the squirrel cook-off. Squirrel yeah, cook-off. Yes, right. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I'm eating any squirrel. Actually, I had some squirrel a long time ago. But say, it tastes like chicken. It, that's what they say. So yeah, exactly. So I don't know, but. But anyway, they, they, they told me one story after another, after another, after another. And I, you know, they are, there's no shortage of the connections that they have uh, allotted me. But then also just, I just look at the fun that they're having, you know, connecting with just this group of folks here. And that's the yes. thing that I like about it. And I mean, honestly, I told somebody else this earlier today that all you need to do you just open your mouth and ask, and people will will, will give point you something. You. They or will point, point you in the right, in the right direction. direction. They yeah, will absolutely. So, and that's the thing that I like. Uh, I like about Northwest Arkansas, and that's actually the first thing that I describe to other people when I'm el- elsewhere because I travel around, and I'm always like, "Listen, you don't understand. People here operate with their hands wide open. Nobody walks around with a clenched fist. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way." And it's like that in some other places of the country. It's like that in most places. And I, I really places, I really so. feel like Northwest Arkansas, like, it's kind of isolated <laughs> itself. Or that's how, at least how I feel it's sometimes. It's like the best kept secret. Right. It's like a real kept secret that, like, you have your, you have your divert, your diversity kind of people. Like, it's it's just a lot going on. Yeah. In, in, in both good and ways to improve. And just, I don't know. I just feel it, like No place is here. perfect. No. Every place has has room to for improvement. Right. But some people are are being intentional about getting better, and I think intentionality exists here, here. in Northwest Arkansas. Absolutely. Where, whereas it might not exist in some other areas. So, Absolutely. if somebody's listening to this right now, and you know you're on the cusp of wondering whether you should go take that job at Sam's Club, and you've got to move to Bentonville, and you've never been to Arkansas, and all you can think about are outhouses and all this other <laughs> stuff. I mean, trust me when I say it. You need to come here and see for yourself. Absolutely. I don't care who you are. You just need to come here and check it out. I co-sign. Um, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's just important to do because there's a lot more here than, 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 than meets the eye. So definitely come and take a closer look. So before we close out, I wanted to ask, are you taking the movie Focus and or the short Focus rather, and are you um, putting it into any contest or any film festivals or anything like that? Yes. Yeah, so I think. I don't want to say the ultimate goal for every filmmaker, but for a lot of filmmakers, including myself, the the goal is to strike a deal with a major distributor. And so short films don't really do that. But, you know, if you put them in enough film festivals, you will seek attention from some big names from where if or when that time for you to write actual film comes into play, they're going to be looking for you. And so for this go around, I don't necessarily expect anybody to come find me or come find focus simply because it's a short. That's all it is. I don't see it being a feature length by any means, but I know in the future, you know, this, this round, this round of folk, this round for focus is practice for what I want to do in 2020 and 2021, where we were already writing again for another uh, concept called Wayfield. So okay. we're, we're, we, we is this going to be a working. feature film or it, I will write it as a feature film, but I will take probably a good 12 to 15 minutes and kind of condense it. Something that my good friend Carson told me, actually, she was saying that these people are looking for features. So if they see the short and they like it, they're going to say, do you have a script written? 
Right. And then that's where the script comes into play. And then I hope to also throw in the official soundtrack for it as well. Okay. So that way, okay. give them, give them double what multidimensional. They want. Absolutely. 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 Well, yeah, I'll have to, uh, I've got a 14 year old that, that wants to be Denzel Washington. So if you need a cinnamon over the day, yeah, if you need a 14 year old yes. actor, he might be able to, might be able to provide you with, uh, with some help. So, but, uh, no, I think that's great. I am. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm really appreciative for you to share with, with the audience, the I Am Northwest Arkansas audience, what you're doing. And I'll make sure that folks can connect with you. I think the website is dayvisionfilms.com. Yes. Okay. And then I'll put your Instagram link up as well so people know how to connect with you. Before we close out, just tell me, where what do you like to do here in Northwest Arkansas when you have time? Now, I know you have a young child and you're married. But when you have a chance, what do you, what do you like to do here in Northwest Arkansas? Honestly, that's exactly what I like to do. I'm kind of really busy. So yeah. with a full-time job, writing films, making music, my relaxed time is hanging with my wife and my son. We took a walk in the park like maybe a month ago, and okay. I'm looking to do that again. What park? <laughs> what park were we at? We were in Rogers. What were we doing? On the Greenway there? or What park were we at? That's the thing about it. Northwest Arkansas you know, has a ton of parks. Yeah, I don't Wilson, even know. Wilson, you've got you've got That's Gully here. Park here. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a bunch of parks around. You know, here. I don't even know what park we were at because we we recently just moved up there in that area. Up to Rogers. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, even being around him, being around my wife, you know, just taking it all in. Right. I love doing that, and then also when when the football teams went in and got like to ten football games. Yeah, I don't know when that's going to be again, but um, I got hope in KJ. At at the time of recording this, there, this is uh, you know we've we've lost our coach Chad Morris, and now we're in the hunt for a new one. So I've got my my faith and my money is on Eric Musselman and the Arkansas basketball team. I think they're going to do okay. Same. I think they'll I think they'll make the tournament actually. Yeah, and and E Mus, if you're listening, I'd love to connect with you. I I always tell people the story. I used to play basketball, pick up basketball with them, and the guys. His ad, he's, you know, he's bigger than, cause he's not a big guy, uh-huh. but he plays bigger than life and he's just got more, he's got attitude for, di- for days. And, you know, he gets it honestly, he comes from a basketball family. Absolutely. And, you know, so I'm hoping that he, he's brought that to Northwest Arkansas and that these guys go deep in the tournament. Well, I'm, he, I'm thinking Sweet 16 or, all, or something. Well, all teams have been held under 50 points. So he, he's bringing something. He's bringing something. So we'll Let's see. Say, and now I got to, I got to get you to Benville for a one on one pickup game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll work that out. <laughs> we'll work that out. Well, I've, I've been known to run a little bit. So, but no, I, I, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. And lastly, where, where do you like to eat? What's your favorite restaurant here? What's my favorite restaurant? I'm really digging that Popeye's chicken. Oh, come on, right man. Now. You know what? You're the second person. <laughs> I asked somebody that cooks for a living their favorite restaurant recently, and they said Longhorns. I didn't even include that <laughs> on the podcast. I'm like, no, there is just, that's the thing about Northwest Arkansas. There are so many great places I, to eat. I, no enjoy these food, I, I enjoy these food trucks, actually. Yeah, because the I'm food giving, trucks are yeah, good. Um, which one do you, have you been to recently, or which one do you like the Hens, most? I like Hensley. There's another one. There's, there's, a, there's a purple banana, I think, which haven't, is pretty good. Haven't been to that one yet. Yeah. I think Yayo's has has a truck. Yayo's yeah, is up in Bentonville. Okay. I've been to that one. Yeah. Yes. All those food trucks over there on 8th Street. Right. I've Eighth touched Street those. Is, yeah. Yeah. Everything is good over on 8th Street. Yes. The holler. You, you I can't mean, go wrong. You can't go wrong. So, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's so much. And I, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I always oh, no. Like, you're good. I always like asking people about that because I think that that's the other piece. That's part of my... Uh, the thing that I enjoy is just finding and discovering new places. And I love to learn what other people know because I'm 
people are making me hip to new places every day. And I'm just like, I didn't know about that. You've place. been to Cafe Rue Orleans, right? What's that? Cafe Rue Orleans. Oh, yeah. My, okay. Yeah. J- yeah, my, yeah. Yeah. Cafe Rue Orleans you, is you good. You can't be yeah. living here and not Actually, go there. You're like, you're like the, um, the second person that's mentioned Marty's restaurant in the last couple of months. But yeah, Cafe Rue Orleans is a good deal. I mean, her beignets are about the closest thing that you're going to get to Cafe Dumont up here in Northwest mm-hmm. Arkansas. So definitely worth it. And yeah, I was I was in New Orleans this summer and uh, took my kids to Cafe Dumont for the first time. I've been there several times. Did they but, enjoy it? Oh my gosh, I was like, you haven't had anything. This is this is a French donut. You haven't <laughs> had anything like this until you've had a French donut from a beignet from Cafe Dumont. So they enjoyed it. They had white powder all over their faces, and it was a hot mess. But we had a lot of fun. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah. See, so. the reason why I can't, I can give you some restaurant names, but honestly, like when my mom. My wife and my mother-in-law cooks. It's like, why yeah, do, why well, do yeah. I need to go to a restaurant? That's it. That's it. No, I don't blame you. My wife can burn too. So I, I don't, it doesn't bother me, but it's always nice to get out from time to time. For sure. So, yeah, For sure. Absolutely. So, well, good, man. Well, Michael Day, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for coming on Thank the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank and, you. And uh, I'll be sure to put all your information on the show notes so people can yes. reach out to you and check you out at dayvisionfilms.com. Check out, is the, fo- is the focus short on there yet or not? Because of um, rules and regulations from film festivals, it will not be on there. But we are looking to do a bunch of Q&As with the actors. We also are looking to do a trailer and hopefully have it out by the end of the year so we can tease people. OK, cool. That'll be good. Well, I, I look forward to that. And I appreciate just the, the chance to get a take to get a closer look at it. And uh, thank you for everything. And I look forward to connecting with you again, you know, maybe one day, even on the red carpet. And uh, I'll be like, man, I remember we did that podcast back in the day and now here and now, are. And so. then we'll just grab each other and go and do another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So don't forget us little people when you blow up. Oh, so, no. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Well, thank you so much. Well, Michael, we appreciate it, man. And we will catch up with you real soon. Thank you so much. Blessings. Absolutely. Well, folks, there you have it. Michael Day from Day Vision Films, the director, creator, writer for Focus, the, the film short that he did recently definitely need to connect with Michael. If you, if you need any videos made, whether it's a music video or anything for that matter, just you want to talk to him or pick his brain. You have some questions about what you should be doing from a video perspective. He's your guy. He's right down here. We're here at the Fayetteville Public Television Station. And big shout out to them for letting us use their space to do this recording. And, and again, it, it's always, it's, you know, there's always something good happening here in Northwest Arkansas. So we certainly appreciate you listening to the podcast. We will be back next week with another episode bridging the, the the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in the Ozarks. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I will see you next week. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.